Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for part four of the Labor Day weekend mega mailbag with our friend who's the co host of Blewett's Blitz over at jetsxfactor.com, Mr. Joe Blewett. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Dr. E Ray Stat. He asks, how has Elijah Vera Tucker looked so far at right guard? Also, how has Connor McGovern looked this preseason? Joe, I haven't looked at the tape as thoroughly as you have. What have you seen from Elijah Vera Tucker at right guard and Connor McGovern in the preseason? To be fair, limited action, small sample size. Anything stand out to you in either direction with those two guys? Yeah, not really. I would I would say I'm I'm like lukewarm. Like I'd like not like not lukewarm on the players, but just in terms of like has anything changed? Not really. Um, I would say they're probably more negative than positive, which isn't great. You know, McGovern um, had a rep or two where he's kind of getting either blown up or or uh, ducking his head, and then you had the last game where Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, I believe it was fourth and short or third and short, and he ducked his head, and then he got swam. Uh, or arm over it and, and beat for, for a run stuff, uh, again, on a short down situation or, or short yardage situation. So nothing overly negative where, where I think that they're going to struggle in the interior this year. I think they're on the same trajectory. Um, but I would say slightly disappointed with what I've seen. And I, I thought that ABT, you keep him at you know left guard, maybe he's a Pro Bowl level player this year. I think we, I'm going to back down those expectations a little bit of him at right guard. I, I think it'll take him 
you know, another year of learning. Now I think he'll be a better right guard than he was at left guard uh, in, in his in his rookie year, but I don't think he'll quite be at that pro ball uh, type level this year. I, I think just learning the new position or, or getting familiar with that position again at the NFL level, obviously different than, than USC. It's going to take him a little bit of time or he's going to have some bumps in the road. Um, he'll, he will overall be a plus starter, but just not quite a pro bowler yet. And then ABT is uh, going to pro bowl in, in year three of his career. Next question comes in from Tanny Mine. He asks, I imagine extra draft picks makes trimming to 53 harder. Did the analytics guys that you spoke with this summer consider that factor when arguing against trade-ups? I, for one, would rather have Lawrence Cager on the roster than some fifth rounder that was traded away in a deal to get Jermaine Johnson or Brees Hall. Yeah, we did talk about that, and he explained why he still thought that it was bad process because the more bites you have at the apple, the more chance that you have of getting somebody who can be a legitimate contributor. Obviously, if you're a better team, then you don't need the draft picks as much, but still good to have those low-cost bites at the apple. Also, the Jets are not exactly a juggernaut right now, so that was his argument as far as why they still needed the draft picks. But your general point is definitely correct, and this is the first time in a long time that the Jets cut a bunch of players that ended up getting claimed by other teams. They led the league this year in players that were claimed by other teams, which shows you that the level of talent overall, the depth that they had, is the best it's been in quite a while. It's either that or they're just making the wrong decisions on who to cut, right? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's exciting. Like I said, I think that I think this roster is is comparable to a, every other good roster in terms of. You know the you know the let's say the tenth guy through the fifty third guy. I think they built the depth, they built the middle tier, but they need some of those superstars. Like you need three, four, five superstars on a team to, to carry them like over that hump. Like the Rams have, like you know, and obviously they build the roster differently. But no matter the team, whether it be like the Bengals with Burrow, Chase, and Bates, or the Rams with Donald and Stafford and Ramsey, or you know whoever it's going to be, the Niners with Bosa. Um, and Debo, like the Jets don't necessarily have that guy. I think that Q could be that guy. I think that Elijah Moore could be that guy. But the Jets don't truly have one superstar on their team yet. They have guys who could be that. So Scarborough, uh, I'm expecting it. You're expecting it. But we still have to see it on, um, you know, weeks one through 18 in, in the regular in the regular season. So, yeah, it does say something about the depth. You know, I think, what, seven or eight guys got claimed. And I think another two or three also got picked up uh, which include like Elijah Riley, but he was cut down before like the big roster cut. So I don't think it counts necessarily in terms of like a waiver claim. Um, but yeah, no, the, the depth is there. I, I just think they need to land a few more superstars and, and hopefully some of the guys they developed, they, they picked up this year, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, you know, last year's picks Elijah Moore, you know, the Brees Hulls could, could be those type of players because the Jets don't truly have them. And that's what you really need. You, you need to carry you over to the next level once you've built that depth. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from JP Waxer. He says, are you at least moderately impressed with some of the cuts being surprises? Both backup tackles, Coleman, Pinnock, some of Joe Douglas's old draft picks. Not the usual Jets maneuvers that are typical and expected. I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I do like the fact that they're making some surprise cuts because it means that they're confident in their decision making. They're going with some guys where it's questionable to outside people, but to them they feel like they know what they're doing and that they're making the right choices. Also, I like that they're cutting bait on old draft picks that haven't worked out. The worst thing you can do is hold on to a failed draft pick too long and end up missing out on an opportunity to get a useful player while still hoping that that drafted player turns into something that he's never going to turn into so I was glad to see that yeah and like again like with these players like we don't see 95 percent of what they do like we see yeah we see some of the practices from you know whatever source we see the games but we don't see what's happening in the media rooms we don't necessarily see what's happening in the practices when the media is not allowed to to be there um we don't see what's happening in you know the film room. So yeah, th- there were some surprises, you know, like Nathan Shepard over over Marshall or Smart. Sure, you know Ty Johnson over Kevin Coleman. Sure, you know Guidry not being here. Sure, like there are some moves that are surprising. But there's nothing that I'm like I'm getting I'm going crazy over because I think all those players are on a similar kind of level um, of play. Um, now, if they were like cut, like you know, I I, I don't know a freaking like a Bryce Hall. Okay, never have some start having some conversations, really questioning the coaching staff, but. We're talking about the players from like, you know, 40 through 80 who, who were cut. There was nobody on the upper tier who was cut. You know, maybe let's say instead of a Bryce Hall, I think a more realistic one was like Sheldon Rankins. Like, okay, do they know what they're doing with Sheldon Rankins? But to be honest, even if they cut Sheldon Rankins, they're like, okay, they're saving $3 million. Like, I, I, I get that or whatever it would be. So um, there's no moves that I'm questioning the coaching staff for, even though I would have went a, a different direction or two um, while, while acknowledging that I've only, you know, I only know, 10% about the about these players where uh, you know the coaching staff and the GM uh, have obviously 100% of the knowledge of these guys. Next question comes in from AJ Tranzano. He says two-parter. One, what do you think about Lawrence Cager sticking on the roster? Look good in the preseason. Like what he seems to be able to do. Two very good tight ends ahead of him and Ruckert is a draft pick, so it's a tough road, but he has potential. And two, are you going to try Sauce's Sauce? So let's start with the first part of this. The first part, I'm glad that Cager stuck. 
He was a player that at some point I just thought the Jets should cut bait with because he was never going to make it as a wide receiver. And when they transitioned him to tight end, I thought it wasn't going to really amount to anything. But the more I watched him, he really moved smoothly for a tight end. And if he can get his blocking up to snuff, which Robert Salas says has been getting better by the day, then he could actually be a useful piece. Now, they have a lot of depth at tight end, but remember, C.J. Ozama's getting older. He's a little more expensive. He has an injury history. So maybe Ozama only is here for a year and Cager slides into the third spot or the second spot next year. Joe, I know you and I are both pretty high on Tyler Conklin, and we think he'll probably be the top tight end on the team. He's probably not going anywhere. Ruckert just drafted, so he's not going anywhere. But maybe there's a future here for Cager. So I like that he got kept. And as far as trying Sauce's sauce, yeah, I definitely want to try it. I'm a big sauce guy in both senses. I like Sauce Gardner a lot, and I love sauces for wings and spicy foods like that. So I'm doubly intrigued there. Yeah, I'm also a double sauce guy. Um, I am massive condiments for anything I order. It comes with like 14 <laughs> sides of sauces. I just love them. Um, with that being said, though, I'm not the biggest barbecue guy just because uh, maybe I'm biased. I don't know, like going to the Carolinas and having their barbecues. You have barbecues by us. It's just absolutely terrible. So mm-hmm. I don't find myself using barbecue sauce a lot. But with that being said, I, I have to try sauce as sauce. Like, I, I literally look at me like an idiot on YouTube. Like I'm there wearing a freaking sauce chain with a, with a Frank's hot sauce uh, <laughs> bottle attached to the chain. Like, of course, I'm going to try sauce as sauce. Like it has to be in my in my house. So um that is 100% going to happen where I'll, where I'll have that. Um, and as far as Cager, I think it's another one of those like physical upside type bets. Now, again, being, being transparent, did he do anything in the preseason that was truly impressive in terms of a technical aspect? No. Like, well, a, lot of his, a lot of his catches were wide open. Um, two of the big games in the, in the first game were on slide routes, which is like the Jets run a lot of that, like the inside mid zone where they, they have that sifter who works <clears throat> underneath and opposite of the of the plays direction and they block the backside defensive end and the jets obviously you know building off of schemes they run a lot of inside zone mid zone obviously outside zone too so they run that over and over again and then that sifter um fakes like he's blocking and then and then leaks out on what's called what's called a slide route so he runs wide open to the flat he was uh cager was wide open the flat caught the ball ran for extra yardage great like yeah he caught up in wide open balls like so it's it's an expected play so i wasn't overly impressed with him in preseason but at the same point, okay, well, maybe he took it so far. Be, you know, he got so much, so much yak because of his physical upside. Again, very expected plays in terms of catching the ball. Maybe he got a couple of extra yards. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not going to, to overly hype this guy. I think you kind of make a good point, though. Like, if he could, can learn to block, he could be a mismatch at tight ends for some guys. But he has a long way in terms of, in terms of being relied on uh, as a blocker. Me, I expected it to be, to be Wesco at the end there, but... Uh, I was I was kind of weighing either Wesco versus Bauden, and one of those guys is going to make the team. Now Bauden is is I believe injured and in, and in on IR I believe so I think he's, he has to, he can come back week five so I'm not necessarily sure what they're going to do the first four weeks of the season. A lot of people are saying it's Jeremy Rucker. He is not ready for that role uh, at least right now. And while he is good, uh, he is good like at shifting and working in space. I just don't think he's NFL ready. At this moment, obviously, that could be wrong. Maybe they're seeing more than I am in practice, uh, which I, actually, that's obviously, they're seeing more than I am in practice. They're there every day. I haven't been there once. Um, with that being said, I, I wouldn't bank on it. Uh, and and Kager, yeah, you know, maybe maybe he could be that next Darren Waller. You know, uh, do I doubt it? Sure. Um, but there's always a chance, and I think it's an upside bet. 
Next question comes in from Eric, ESN226. He says, keeping Ty third down Johnson, why Pinnock? What's going on there? Are you higher on Sherwood yet? Thanks. Joe, that's mostly for you. We already talked about the Ty Johnson thing. I just absolutely can't get my head around that. Pinnock, I don't think he was as good as people were hyping him up to be, so I'm not disappointed that he's not here. I'm somewhat surprised that Tony Adams made it over him and somewhat surprised that Ashton Davis made it over him. But beyond that, it's not a big deal to me. And Joe, I am curious, are you higher on Jamie and Sherwood? I know neither one of us really liked his film coming out of college. He did do fairly well in the preseason and in practice this summer compared to what we saw last year before he got hurt. So maybe that's an encouraging trend. Yeah. So for let's, let's go through, I guess, the, the first part of that question. Uh, which is the Ty Johnson part, which we've already kind of discussed. I have no idea. Uh, the whole third down, I it, it was it was doozable to put that out there. And like, I don't love calling people out, but we have a take as bad as that. Um, you kind of deserve to be called out. So absolutely brutal take by a leader doozable. I'm assuming he just didn't watch him or forgot. Uh, I have a kind of a, you know issue with some of those like retired players because I think they rest a lot on their their kind of their uh, the reputation instead of the actual work they put in. Uh, maybe I could be wrong. I, I don't know, but having it take like Ty Johnson to get third down back is absolute lunacy. So uh, that's, that's just out there. Um, past that, the Pinnock question, listen, again, again, you know, physical upside. Yes, it was there. Uh, he was a good press guy at Pitt, but he was, he was really inconsistent and then moving him to safety. Again, I think he had the physical upside to do it. You know, the length, the ball skills, the physicality, um, but he was way overrated by fans. That, that just is what it is. He, his, the plays he made at the end of the 2021 season were not good plays. They, they looked like good plays on broadcast. You watch the film, you go watch the film show. Uh, I explain exactly why they were actually really bad plays that he got lucky on. Um, that happens. You know, result looked good. The process was terrible. It just is what it is. Um, now, as far as Jamie and Sherwood, yeah, it's, it's a guy who I was not very high on um, coming out of college, just in terms of his film. Um, in terms of his lack of athleticism, he, he added some weight this year, and it doesn't look like he lost any of his movement skills. Or, or you know, his movement skills aren't good, but he didn't lose any movement ability that he has. Like he didn't, he, it wasn't a negative. So it's a positive that he's carrying the weight well. And the first couple of games, I, I really thought that a lot of what he was doing was sorry for my dog in the background speaking of all. Um, but to, to me, it was a lot of again generic plays that were that were expected to be made that would be negatives if they were not made. Like, just because you make a tackle doesn't mean it's a good tackle. It's an expected tackle. So that's what I saw from him the, the first week or two um, in the preseason. But week three of the preseason, he actually he, – he did impress me. Um, and I'm fine to admit that. Again, I – you know, uh, guys, you know, when, when new information comes, you should be able to change your opinion. And he, he's on the upside. He's, he's on the up, on the swing – on the upside swing with me. I don't know. I don't know. That's definitely not the correct term. Um, but he had some good processing. Like, there was a play where – I believe it was the running back was – they had like a tight like two-by-two two formation where the running back was was uh, just split out uh, to the right side of the quarterback. And you, you see Sherwood, um, who's in man coverage at that point, look at the tight formation and he backs up. Why does he back up? Because he notices the tight splits and he knows that there's probably going to be some traffic in the middle and he wants to get himself at a high enough angle where he can match the running back into the flat. And then two seconds after that, the running back motions – um, to the left side of the quarterback, which then switches the assignment, where now you have Sherwood, who is in that in that you know that whole part of the cover one, which is basically just like a hook zone in the middle. Um, I believe it's cover one, uh, but yeah, then it switches to Hamsa's uh, uh, responsibility because again, the running back switched his his um, where he was aligning. 
Hamsa doesn't do what Sherwood does. Hamsa gets caught up in the traffic, and the ball gets completed to, to the to the uh, running back for a first down. There was another play where he did a really good job. I, I forget if it was like a drive concept, but he notices a drive concept, starts driving forward on the um, on the drag part of the drive concept. He uh, while he's driving down it, he confirms that the quarterback is looking at it, sees that the quarterback is 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 going to throw it, closes more ground, makes a tackle. So. Uh, Sherwood definitely had a, a good game to me in week three of the preseason. So uh, give him a thumbs up for that, and hopefully he continues and he can develop into, you know, maybe a, a decent linebacker for the Jets, but still has a lot of work to do. That's going to wrap up part four of the Labor Day weekend mega mailbag. Really appreciate Joe Blewett coming on and joining me to answer some questions. Joe, thanks so much. I love chopping it up with you, talking some Jets football, so I'm glad we could do this here on this Labor Day weekend. For those that want to check out everything that you're doing over at Jets X Factor, including your 64-hour film reviews, I know that you've got a 64-and-a-half-hour film review on Tony Adams coming at some point. You've probably got a 64-and-a-half-hour film review coming of all the recent Jets additions to the practice squad as well, because as we established before, Joe, you're a bit of a sick man. In a good way, though. We use your sickness to our benefit because we learn a lot about what these guys have put on tape. What is in store for people when they head over to Jets X Factor and click the subscribe button? Well, at the beginning of this podcast, we admitted I have a problem, so maybe if I take the next step and actually seek help for it, they won't be 64 and a half hour film reviews. <laughs> They'll only be like 36 hour film reviews, so... Uh, no, you'll, you'll get some like some some little film. Like obviously, all of the draft picks, all of the all of the um, players are out. You know whether it be uh, you know Solomon Thomas to you know um, a Nate Herbig all the way to to Lake and Tomlinson. They're all out there. All the draft picks are out there. Uh, in the coming weeks, obviously, you have the live streams, which uh, we take a lot of listener questions, and that's more um, kind of like talking about the storylines, but it's it's myself and Kyle Smith where we talk about the storylines, but with a film background. So we kind of like to think we, we could put a little bit more into what we're talking about. And then, like you said, the, I'll do little film reviews, maybe 30 minutes to an hour on like Tony Adams, Chaz Surratt. I'm assuming they're going to sign a safety. I'm assuming they're going to sign a tackle. So whoever those guys are going to be, uh, there will be shorter film reviews out about those guys. Uh, so Joe RB31, Jets X Factor, uh, myself, Sabo, Nania, all the writers we have, um, make sure to check us out there. Make sure that you follow Joe on Twitter and go over to JetsXFactor.com and watch all his insanely long but very thorough, entertaining, and informative film reviews. They're all there. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Luke Grant, has got some All-22 breakdowns, some fantastic ones at that. Of the entire Jets 2022 rookie draft class. So make sure that you watch those and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. The Zach says go long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The play like a jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. 
creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.